Okay, let's get started with Parshas Toldos, Tavshin Ayin Vav. And we are starting, as we did a few weeks ago, with a thought uh, at the end of the Parsha, but it's really to start us off, one of the most amazing, very small thoughts of the Klei Yakar, but it's uh, really something to take home with us. We know at the end of this uh, Parsha, uh, Parshas Toldos, we have the discussion of Yaakov and Esav, and we know embedded in the Parsha is the only story really about Yitzchak Avinu himself as the an actor doing something independently, though it really is repeating what his father did. But towards the end of the Parsha, we have Rivka Imenu sending away Yaakov because Yitzchak is planning to kill him. And the Pasuk says towards the end of the Parsha that Esav had a plan. Perek. Chav Zayin, Pasig Mem Aleph. Ayistom Esav as Yaakov ala bracha sheberecho aviv. Esav hated Yaakov. We'll have to get back to that. Vayomar Esav belibo, yikrevu yime evel aviv ahargas Yaakov achi. Let the days of Avelus for my father come, so then I will kill my brother. Ask the Mepharshim, why was Esav so hesitant? Why did Esav wait? Why did he just kill him right then? He was so mad, Esau didn't have any trouble killing other people in his life, we know according to Chazal. So why exactly did he wait and the emphasis of Avelus? Why is that? So you have three suggestions, three sort of suggestions in the first three sources. Number one, the Sefer Chasidim, not a usual uh, frequenter of the Parsha Shir. Rabbi Yudah HaChasid in the Sefer Chasidim in source number one. Well, he says, well, we know Esau excelled in one mitzvah. Kibar Aveim. So he really focused on that. He put on Shabbos clothes. Everything else was a fake and obviously had a lot more to work on. But he excelled in that mitzvah. And he knew that the thing that parents hate the most are when siblings fight. When siblings fight, that really gets the parents bad. When Jews fight, it makes the Kodesh Baruch Hu bad. So he said, you know what? I'm going to wait till my father dies. And in that way, then I will able to, I will Punish him then. The Sefer Chasidim says that it's even after the parents pass away. You know, children still have to give nachas to their parents and, and get along. Right? If you look throughout Sefer Bracious, this did not really happen. Throughout Sefer Bracious, there was no, the, the, only, the first two siblings, as we know, that got along were Ephraim and Menashe. Right? Kain and Havel, Yishmael and Yitzchak, Yaakov and Esav and the brothers did not really get along at all. And that's why, one of the Pshatim we've given in the past, for the parents giving the bracha of Ephraim and Menashe on Friday night, because they were the first siblings that got along. But says the Sefer Chasidim, maybe that's why Yikrivi me'ev he wakes u'bachayav l'ratzel l'hargo shelo yitzta'er aviv, so that his father is not pained. Number one, the Nitziv in the Hemek Dov, or source number two, has another pshat, and that is Yaakov probably stayed away from Esav. He knew what he did. He knew he had to do it, but he probably was always guarded. Says the Nitziv, Yigrivimei Eval Avi, source number two, Vaaz Isra Mazle di Yaakov ki Adua. Mashe'enkin Esav she'ena holech al piyatar v'loshala baruch avel. It goes one more Kabbalistic idea, but let's go to the next line. V'gam ba'asher haven ki Yaakov Yisrachek mimenu v'lo yagiyah liyad l'fgobo. Yaakov never came close to him. He probably knew of his plans, so he kept his distance. But when our father dies, he's going to have to come to the Leviah. We're going to have to be close. So on a practical level, that's when I'm going to get a chance to kill him. When we're our father. But then we have the Klayakar, which is really the reason that we're doing this. Third idea. Says the Klayakar, source number three. And amazing, one would think that it would be a much later Achron Torah, but it's the Klayakar 500 years ago. Yigr v'imei avel avi, tala hadar avel, why did he say that? Lefisha avel asr lasok batorah, because an avel is not allowed to learn Torah. Ki pikudi Hashem yishar misam chilev, we know Torah makes us ha- happy, gladdens our heart, and therefore, Esav said, I'm going to wait till he can't learn. Yaakov Ishtam Yoshevo Alim, he was learning all the time. I'm going to wait till he can't learn and he doesn't have the protection of Torah on him and then I'll be able to kill him. 
When will Esav have power when we are not involved in Torah sufficiently? He won't have that protection. That's why Chazal say that an Avil needs Shmira. Shouldn't be alone. He doesn't have the Torah to be making. Wonderful Klayakar. Ask the Beis Yisrael, one of the Rebbes, ask the Beis Yisrael for one minute. An Avil is allowed to learn Torah. What is he talking about? An Avil can learn Torah. He can learn all the Hilchas Avelus. He can learn all the related issues. So what do you mean he can't learn Torah? Of course, he, there are parts that he can learn. Explains the Beis Yisrael. It's quoted here in the Yagdal Torah. But he can't learn Torah b'simcha. He can't learn Torah with the same sweetness and hislavus and and mitika that we get from learning, and that's the protection that we get. Not just learning Torah, learning Torah b'simcha, and that's what Esav was waiting for because he knew even if Yaakov would be learning, but he wouldn't be learning b'simcha, and that's exactly what is needed. Zerak Torah b'simcha Unbelievable. That must be what the Klayakar means. He says that he wouldn't have the protection of the, of the Simcha Satov. Okay, so that gets us started. Take home Klay Yakar. Let's now go back to the beginning of the Parsha. Yaakov and Esav are born. The Torah tells us Rivka is pregnant. <laughs> We've spoken in the past about the conversation, the difficult conversation in Pasach Havbeis. Vatomer imkein lamaze anochi. What does that mean? Vatelach lidrosh Hashem. Either way, she goes to shame. She finds out that she's having two, two different nations. And then we have the actual birth. We have the first known redhead in history born. And he is called Esav. His brother comes out, holding on, grabbing on. Twin boys, one Jewish, one not Jewish. Right? Yaakov and Yaakov and Esav. Says the Medrash. If you look in the Beis Halevi. Says the Medrash, source number five. Lama Yatsa Esav Tchila. Why did Esav come out first? Kidei, Chazal even say that maybe Yaakov was was created first. Why was Esav first? Kidei Sheyetzei Hu that he goes out with everything that goes with him. What does that mean? Like the one who goes to wash the floors before the king comes. That's the Medrash. What does that mean? Esau was washing floors for Yaakov. What's the message of the Medrash? That Esav came out first, Rabbi Yavo says, like this, like this parvita that was washing. What does this mean and what is Rabbi Yavo telling us? Vahanira says the Beis HaLevi. Vahanira. Dibichal hadvarim sheba'olam. Harishon hu ha'ikar vahayisobabacharav. Generally, the first that occurs is the defining. The first that occurs is the significant, the ikar, the main. And everything afterwards is what we call nigrar acharav. It follows, it's secondary. The first is always better, generally. That's how we know firstborns. Firstborns always got double. Right, even, right, we know the firstborns in Mitzrayim had special status. That's why Hashem Dafka punished the firstborns in Mitzrayim. So first is always special. Va'amnam. But if you look in the beginning of Masechus Psachim, says the Beis Halevi, the Gemara is machalik between when the Torah says Rishon and when the Torah says Harishon. With a hey. What's the difference between Rishon and Harishon? It makes a world of difference, says the Gemara. De Rishon, line 13, below hey, Pirusho Rishon Mamish. Without a hey, it means First, Rishon, the Ikar, as we have been saying, Umashabacharav Husheni Lo. And the, what, what comes after it is secondary and Shani to it. Ukumo Yom Rishon Shal Yantif. Shehua Ikar Vahabah Macharav Hem Shniim Lo. The first day of Yantif, the first day of anything. The first, 
That's Rishon. But when it says Harishon, that limits it. Harishon, says the Gemara, just means not the first one, but the earlier one. Earlier doesn't always mean more significant. First is defining. Earlier means maybe it's a setup for what's later. That's a different way of translating Rishon. Rishon is first. Ha-Rishon is early. And that's the Pasuk about Erev Pesach. The Torah tells us, Ach bayom ha-Rishon tashpishu sa'ar mi batechem. We know we have a mitzvah of destroying the chametz. And what does the Torah say? On day one. On day one? Day one of Pesach, you have to destroy chametz? No, chas v'shalom. Before Pesach. In the Torah, what is Erev Pesach called? Bayom ha-Rishon. The Erev Pesach is not more significant than Pesach itself. Yes, it's the day of Shechitas Pesach, but the day you eat the Karben Pesach is on Pesach, the first day of Pesach. So the Erev Pesach is called Beyom Harishon. It means earlier. Right, it's not, uh, doesn't make sense to say that Erev Yantif is going to be the Ikar, the defining and afterwards, it's just going to, it's just going to follow it. Obviously, the first day. Where, similar to what says the Mesalevi, line twenty-three. Ula Mashal. Let me give you an example of first verses earlier. When the king is coming. The king is called first. La'acharav, the advice comes, the, 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 uh, assistance. Hagam di adua de kodem alichas o shamelech, holchem avadev, lefanov, lefanos orachov, chavishimish razen lefanov. Before a king comes, there's many that come before. Right? If there is a special person coming, the security comes, there's six cars come beforehand, there's, there's sirens, there's cleaning, they, they have to clean out, make it a safe haven. And then, then the Chasha person comes. The people who came first are leading up. They're early. They're not firsts. Mikol makom lo lomar. Teheim holchim. Rishonim. Second column. Ba'achareim holecha melech. Yeah, the king's coming later, afterwards. No. Talonikra rishonim elam mukdamim. They wouldn't be called rishonim. They would be called mukdamim because we know what is significant, what is leading up to, what is leading up to what? That's what the Medrash is telling us. Vayetzei Harishon Admoni. Not Rishon. Harishon. He happened to be the earlier son that came out. But he wasn't the first son. He wasn't the more significant son. Says the Beis HaLevi where it's underlined. V'zeo shediktek akasav yamar gabe esav. Deloksim be Rishon rak vayetzei Harishon behei. Deino nikra Rishon v'yakov sheni lo. He was earlier. And that's why he even says beautifully. What does it say in the Pasik? It does not say, And after him came out his brother. No, it just says afterwards. It doesn't say after him. Which would make us think that he's following Esav in some conceptual way. No, afterwards, chronologically, Yatsa'achiv. Doesn't say that. After the action of Esav coming out, then the action of Yaakov came out. But that's not to mean any less significance. And that's Rebbe Yavahu. Rebbe Yavahu tells us the Medrash of, the Mashal of, the one who comes to wash the floors before the king comes, before Yaakov Avinu comes out, Esav comes out. Amr Rabbi Avo, line 17, Mashal Kadin Parvita, that servant, that helper, Shu Nichnas Pitchilo Lahamerchatz, Lashotva, he washes it, Viacharkach, Rochez Ben Amelech, to Loshaich Lomar of the Acharav Rochez Ben Amelech. No, it is all as we explained. And then he says on line 22, Ubahaschalas Leidasam, and according to this view, if I think about it, that kind of Esav kind Esav got the birthing canal ready for Yaakov. Esav got uh, got it all ready, and then afterwards, Esav was just just cleaning, cleaning to make it smooth for Yaakov to come out. Says the Medrash that that's the marshal of Rabbi Avo, but says the Beis Halevi then already from the first moment in their lives, 
the nevuah was being fulfilled. Ula om elom yehmatz for Rav Yavod Sa'ir. From the first moment, Ubaschalas leidasom line twenty two. Niskayim b'hem nevuah so shalshem ve'eber the nevuah that was given to Rivka. From Shame the Aver, Shamar Larifka, Varavya Votsayir, the older one will serve the younger one. It's not gonna only start later. As they were coming out, already it was Ya'esav serving Yaakov, and that's exactly what also Chazal say that uh, he was created first, he was Bukhar Leherayon, he uh, he made her pregnant first. Either way, that is the that is the base Alefi. But then he has one more point. And this we can expand, turning over the page. The Beis HaLevi says there's another application where we could have the difference between Rishon and Harishon, firsts and earlier, later and seconds. It makes a, it makes a difference. Says the Beis HaLevi, let's turn the page and study a Pasuk in Chagai, one of the Treyasar. I've quoted this in the past. The Pasuk in Chagai tells us, in Parag Beis, Chagai is a very short uh, little uh, one of the Treasar. says, Chagai, Godol Yiyeh Kavad Abayis Azeh Ha'achron Min Arishon. Line number six. This Kavod, this, the, the glorious nature of the second Beis Amigdash, that's what Chagai was talking about. This second Beis Amigdash is going to be even more glorious than the first. But what does Chagai call the second Beis Amigdash? Achron. That's what some of the other religions, who know they, many of them know Tanakh. Oh, you see, the Jews, forget it. There's not going to be a Mashiach, no more third base of Mikdash. Chagai says Achron. Achron, last one. Jews are finished. God rejected you. Chas B'Shalom, what some other religions believe. But that's what the Pasuk says. And the Gemara says, what does that mean? On a basic level, the second base of Mikdash was lasted longer than the first. 420 as compared to 410 in terms of years. But the question that all Mepharshim ask is, so why is it called Achron? Why is the second base of Migdash called Achron, which we usually translate as last, not later? Should have said second. V'kvar Chakru, line 9. Amai Karile Achron. Halohu Rak Emtsai, that's the middle one. And he was a Navi. So he should have said the middle one. V'yacharov, harigamken yebai shlishi. So, a simple answer, he quotes the Tosfus Yantif. We do find the word achron not meaning last. That comes up in a couple of weeks in Parshas Vayishlach. He quotes the Pasik. Vayasem eshvachos das yaldehen rishona. Yaakov put the shvachos first. Vilezlea vezviladeha acharonim. Vyosef rachel acharonim. So you see the word achron can mean middle. It just means the next ones. Yes. But says the base Alevi, I think it's deeper based on what we said. Aval Hanira Lomar Yoser line seventeen. What appears to me more is as follows: Devadai Iker Beisa Migdash Hanitan Yisrael. The ultimate Beisa Migdash is going to be the third Beisa Migdash. Habayis Ashlishi, the Eternal One, Sheibanim Bikarabim Herav Yamenu. That's what we're yearning for. The third Beisa Migdash. That's the Iker. Both the previous Bati Migdash are leading up. They're both preparatory stages leading up to the ultimate Beis HaMikdash. Shehu Yekayim La'olam, that's the one that will be eternal. The Iker Ha'avtacha Shavashachanti Pesocham, who I love. The Iker promise that Hashem says, I will dwell in them, in it, is about the third Beis HaMikdash. And we dive in for that every day. Every morning we say in Az Yashir, to the Amo, Vesit to Amo, bring it, plant it, Baharnach Lascha, Mikdash Hashem Kodanu Yadecha. Are we daven for it every day to have the Baiza Shlishi uh, top of the next column, Yerim and Hashemayim coming down from heaven, that itself is a machlokis, Rashi and Tosvis, whether it's going to be built by Hashem, built by us, whatever it is. But says the Beis HaLevi, V'habayis HaRishon, V'chein HaSheni, V'chein Komasha HaYali Yisrael, HaYirak HaChana L'Shlishi. The third one is the Iker. Everything leading up to that one is the preparatory stages. First base of Migdash. The second base of Migdash is the Achron that's leading up to the Iker. Just like there's a Rishon, right? Ha-Rishon. What is this called? Ha-Achron. Ha-Achron is the latter one, but it's the latter one of the first two. So now we're ready for the main event. Now we're ready for the Migdash Lishi. 
says the Beis Alevi. V'nimsa the Iker Beis Alevi Shu Ashlishi Umikdushazo Nitzmechu Ashnei Bati Mikdashim Akodim V'nitulahem Kedeshiyu Muchanim Etzem Ashlishi Hu Rishon. The third one is really Rishon, and the others are earlier. And that's why it's called Achron, he says, towards the end now, It is the Achron in the preparatory stages of the Mishkans and the Mikdash and this Mikdash until we get to the final Gu'ul. So that's the Beis HaLevi giving us an insight into, yes, Esav came out first, but he was HaRishon. He wasn't Rishon in any way. Okay, moving right along. Let's go back, or actually uh, go back for a moment to the pregnancy. So we mentioned before by Makirba, the Esav and Yaakov were fighting in Rivka, and we know, Rashi tells us, well-known Medrash, Rabbosenu Darshu Lashon Ritza, Kshayso Veres Apischei Torah Shashem Ve'ever Yaakov Ratz, Umefarkis Latzeis. When they were past the Shul, Beisad Shem Ve'ever, Yaakov wanted to come out. And when the Rabbi would say, Lila Meisad Mefarkis Latzeis, each wanted to come out. But then that's the, that's the more well-known part of Rashi. But then Rashi quotes the second shot. Davar Acher, Besides going out by Shul, based on Vodazara, Misrotesim Zemzeh. They were just fighting with each other. Umerivim benachlashne olamos. They were fighting over who gets the portion of the two olamos. Olamazeh olamaba. They were fighting. Fighting. Cesar Pincus, source number seven. He quotes a Beis Alevi. This is not in the Beis Alevi ala Torah. It's the, uh, stuck quotes a Beis Alevi and then he adds to it. What were they fighting about already? What's the symbolic nature of their fight? And this is said by many, but this is the this is a raya to it. There are two types of hatred in life, and as we'll see for us. Sometimes one Hate somebody. There's an iser to hate a fellow fellow Jew, but sometimes there's hatred for a specific reason. I can't stand him because I can't. But there's a reason because there's a there's a detail that bugs me that they hurt me, whether I have a valid reason or not. But it's because there's a specific problem I have. But then there's a deeper type of hatred, and that's not the hatred of a reason or because of this. It's a hatred that I just can't stand the existence of the other. Just that there's no reason. Just the existence of the other is something I can't I can't stand. And that is anti-Semitism. And that is the sinna of Umos Ha'olam for the past two thousand years to the Jewish people. There's always a reason on the outside. There's always a reason because we're doing this, because we're doing that. And there are always opposite reasons. It's because Jews are too much this way or too much that way. We're too much involved, we're too much involved. We're too rich, we're too poor. We're too, whatever it is. We're, we're, we're too separate, we're too together. Whatever it is. Ultimately, it's sinna. And he quotes a pasuk in Yirmiyo, which we'll uh, skip for now. Vehevi l'kach nine. What's my raya? In utero, there was no reason. In utero, they couldn't have done anything to each other yet. And yet they were fighting. And yet Esav hated us. You know what this Rashi tells us? What we've had the past 2,000 years cannot be explained. All the commentaries and all the explanations we try to give. And we have to do our tablets to try not to do things. But ultimately, it's out of our control. Ace of Sone Lyakov. And it comes from the uterus. It comes from not because of any reason. What does Yaakov have in utero that Esau doesn't have? That he exists. That's it. The Jew exists. The Jew exists. Esav can't stand it. That's part of the nature of the Bria. That's the Beis Alevi, step one. But now if Pincus expands it and goes to step two, further analyzing the hatred 
And then, as we'll see, bringing it to the opposite of hatred. We find in the Parsha twice when Esav hates and fights with Yaakov. Number one is our Pasuk, but then we have it later on. After Yaakov takes the brachos, the Pasuk tells us, we read it earlier, by Yistom Esav is Yaakov, Esav can't stand him. What's the difference between those two Pesukim? B'yesh lo'havin, shemedubar kan b'shnei inyanim, sinas umos ha'olam li'yisrael, e'narak l'chefza shel ha'uma, elahi sinah ishista kol yachin v'yachin me'am Yisrael. Often, the hatred that rears its head in anti-Semitism is both on the klau and on the prat. Says Rav Pincus. Dover zelamadnu. The second pasik, Vayistom Esav es Yaakov hu al abrachos al binyan ha'uma. At the beginning of the parsha, he hated Yaakov. You exist. That's hatred of the yachid. But at the end of the parsha, he hated that Yaakov got the brachos as the progenitor of the Uma of Am Yisrael, the Klal. And that's what he can't stand. It's the individual Jew, and it's what the Jews symbolize, and the Klal. And Rachman al-Itzlad ad hayom hazeh. We have it. Those who hate us want to kill each and every one of us personally, and they also want to blot us out from the, from the earth. It's on the Yachid and on the Tzibor. Whenever we have our enemies that want to fight us, it's a double hatred. Both on the Klau and on the Prat, and those are the two Psukim in our Parsha. But says Rav Pincus, but we have something going for us. We might have the Sinna of the Amim that is part of the uh, of Teva that Hashem created, but we also have the Ahava of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's also both on the Klal and on the Prat. Lu'umazos Ahavas Hashem Yisbarach Yisrael. next page, Eina Ahava Rak Lugufa Uma Beklalos. It's not just that Hashem loves Am Yisrael. And we have Bamlechas Kohanev Agai Kadosh and Bani Bechori Yisrael. Ela Ahava Ishis Upratis as they have hatred for each and for all, Hashem has love for each and for all. And he says, that's why I think the Pasuk tells us at the beginning of Malachi, a link, a lot of treyas are tonight. We did Chagai, now we're in Malachi. A link between these two ideas. Hashem says to Am Yisrael, Line three. I love you, says Hashem. And you say, how do you love us, God? What's the Pasuk talking about? What's the Pasuk putting Hashem's love for us, paralleling that to Esav's hatred for us? What does one have to do with the other? What's, what's the emphasis? Says Pinkus, no, that's the pshat. Like they hate you, I love you. They have a double hatred, I have a double ava. His chadish kan, shakadish baruchu, oev kal echad ve'echad mi Yisrael, bitur yachid la'atzmo. Every child, when a parent, when, when parents are zochet to have another child, does that mean they love their earlier, older children less? No. They just have another recipient of their love. But what now they love everybody together. No, they have a love for each and every each and every child. Each and every child. One of my Urbeim once had his uh ninth, tenth child, and uh somebody once went over to him and said, Rebbe, you know, how many what what number is this? And uh he says, I have I have this is my number one, and this is my number one, and this is my number one, and this is my number one. Because everyone is unique. But that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu loves us, says Rav Pinkus. Right? It's, it's separate and individual. And that's what the Pazak says even in Malachi. Yisrael is the nation. Yaakov is the individual. Yaakov mora ala yechidim. Yisrael. 
That's exactly why that's the name used for Am Yisrael in the Pasuk. And that's why also, and now he connects, puts everything together. Malachi Dafka. Malachi was the last Navi. Chagai Zachariah Malachi. Hashem wants us to take this message into Gaulus with us for the next thousands of years until it's revealed and there's, and there's Gilui and there's no more Hester. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, your love for me is double. As much as the Sinna throughout the nations is double, the Ava is double as well. Okay. Moving right along. Let's get back now. We're spending time on these two psukim. Let's see a thought from the Eilah Hadvarim of Schlesinger who asks a couple of questions on all the different parts of the Parsha and comes up with something very creative. Again, quoting this from earlier sources. So, question one. The Pazik tells us Yaakov's name is based on the fact that he was holding on to his brother's heel. Avraham. That's a pretty significant name. That tells us he's the Av. Av Amon Goyim, the father of nations, makes a difference in the world. Yitzchak, all of the different messages of Yitzchak. Tzchok, the miracle that occurred, they couldn't believe it. The messages of the Yud and the Tzadi and the Ches and the Kuf. And Yaakov. Why was Yaakov called Yaakov? Because he was holding on to Esav's heel. Why is that so significant of an event that... We have to memorial, eternalize Yaakov with that name. Question number one. Mashva, where it's underlined. And just Derek Agav, along with this question one, we find through Chazal in many sources that when Hashem wants to talk about how good we're doing and how we're on top and how it's great, we're called Yisrael. And often, when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, we're called Yaakov. Not always, but that is also true. Line 6. Why is that? Oh, question 1. What's so significant about the name and why is this name always linked? to when we aren't fulfilling our potential. Question one. Question two. And this really gets into the middle part of the, of the, of the Parsha. And as we know, the story of Yaakov and Esav and the Brachos. Says the Torah, if you look on line 10, right? Your brother came, Yitzchak says, and took your Brachos. Many kushios uplios atsumos. Madua be'emes rosa Yitzchak avinu levarach Rasha. One of the major questions on the Parsha, what did Yitzchak see in Esav? Was he so, not only literally, but figuratively blind? He really didn't know who Esav was? He really put on a show, like the Medrash says, asking these, these intricate questions about Miser. He really was tricked. It was Yitzchak Avinu. We don't think he was so naive. There must be a, a pshat. So how did Yitzchak, what was his kavana? Question two. Question three. Ech Yaakov Avinu shemidaso emes kamosha kasev titan emes liyakov lokach as abrachos midays of emirma. The other opposite famous question on the story. How did Yitzchak have that kavana? And number two. Uh, and number two. Uh, how did Yaakov act as he acted? Ultimate symbol of emes titan emes liyakov, and it doesn't seem so emestic what he did. Right, even the language of Anochi Esa Bicharecha. And Chazal put a comma. Anochi, I am who I am, Esa Bicharecha. Okay, that's what Chazal do. That's true. But maybe there's something deeper here. So he quotes a couple of ideas. He starts off with the Yismach Moshe, who quotes the same Pusik from Malachi that we just started talking about. Just started talking about. And he asks a question. I have a problem. Taking it a little different uh, view of what we were just talking about. Rechazal say the first part of the Rashi. When they passed by a shul, Yaakov was trying to get out and be involved in Varm Shevik Dusha. When they passed by a base of Zara, Esav was trying to get out and do what he do what he did. Asks, he quotes this from the Yisrach Moshe. If this is all true, that in utero they already had these tendencies. So basically, they didn't have a chirachashus. 
Right? Esav was already a Russia. Yaakov was already a Tzaddik. So how could we give them any punishment or reward? Esav was destined to become Esav. Yaakov was destined to become Yaakov. You could already see it before they were born. So how is there any Scharva Onesh? Line 24. Kasha. Lama Magia. Schar Yaakov. Am Atovim. Why does Yaakov get such great reward? Hashem made him that way. Va'onish le'esav, al-ma'esav aran. And how does Esav get punished? Haklo klal yadua, ki ahechrech lo yishubach, lo yiguneh. If you have to do it, you don't get such great reward. What's the teretz? They had tendencies, that's true, but it wasn't 100%. What does that mean? Ki biyosam tohomim yachad. Bottom paragraph. B'mei imam. When they were together in the womb, they were together for nine, ten months. They were in the same base medrash. They were in the same uterus. Meaning, they were mashpia and mushpa on each other for that time period. They were together. Right? Esau's trying to get out. Yaakov's trying to get out, but this was their chavra. This was the who they were with. We are affected by who we hang out with. We are affected by who we spend time with. That's part of life. So during these nine, ten months, Yana Kalechan Mea Michel Koshalachov, Achiv, Ki Yaakov Avinu Bioso Yachin Emesav Arasha, Yonak Bimedochelikra. Yaakov had a little bit of Esav in him. And Esav had a little bit of Yaakov in him. So yes, they had a strong tendency, but it, they still would have to overcome something. Ulafiza Nimsa, Shahaisal Kalechad Veechad, Bechira Laharao Lehetiv. They had both tendencies. Yaakov gets char because he overcame the tendency that Esau was mashpia on him. Esau gets punished because he ignored how he could have been affected by Yaakov Avinu. Magia schar Yaakov his gaber al achila kara shebekirbo me Esau achid vasarak meisim tovim. Point number one. And he even says, that's the pshat, he says of the psukim. Let's turn the page for a minute. Line 10, or line 9. What does Rashi say? When they pass by the uh, shuls and the base of Odezara. Hey, vina mizeh, sha'echad, what did Rivka think? Line ten. Hey, vina mizesha echad ukulo tov echad kulo ra. Vimkin ein biadam shum bechira. What did Rivka think? She had these two babies, so she thought one was all tov, one was all ra. So she they don't have any bechira chavshes. So she says, imkin lama ze anochi. Why am I having these babies? What does that mean? They're basically malachim. What's the purpose then? The purpose of life is to have free choice and to c- conquer and to overcome and to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu that way. But if I have these two babies, one's already a Russia and one's already a Tzaddik, Lama Zeanochi Vatelech Lidrosh Es Hashem Vayomer Hashem Lashnei Goyim Bevitnech Ushnei Lumim Imeach Yipareidu Says the answer, shame gives Rivka according to this. No, they're affecting each other. Ula Omilom Yamatz Rav Yavot Sa'ir They have interaction. And therefore, they do have Bechira. And they do have to overcome. Step one. Says the Eila Hadvarim, again, they didn't have Bechira. We're going to get back to all the other questions. Step one, part one, they did. Because they were Mashpia and Mushpa on each other. Part two. The Iker time and symbolic message of the Hashpa on one onto the other was at the moment of their birth. At the moment of birth, when Yaakov was holding on to Esav, by holding tight, Yaakov was holding Esav tight. That's when he was most mushpa. That's how he, when he was most affected. And that's why when we are down, we're called Yaakov. Because that's when we're letting the Esav in us affect us. When we're by Madriga Nevucha, we're called Yaakov. And when we get raised up, we're Yisrael. Because Yaakov reminds us of that moment when we were affected by what we were holding on to tightly. 
V'yado Chazes Ba'akev Esav Im Kain Shem Yaakov Mora She Yishlam Adayim Yenikav Ashpalo Tova Derech Ekev Esav But when we're Gover When we're Mitgaber And we're Mevatel Legamre We have a different Mahus And we're changed into We're changed into Yisrael This is the Yismach Moshe Part 2 now we get to part three. And he quotes this from Rapinchas Friedman, the dying of, uh, in Bells, who quotes this and now says, let's go to our parsha. Let's go to our parsha. Shvile Pinchas, that was his, uh, his fire. So he quotes our, our discussion again. Yaakov Avinu, we, as we know now based on this, they have Bechira. Yaakov's able to overcome. Volachain, let's skip down to 36. Or even before that, I'm sorry. Let's go to 31. Vishavar Mize Yitzchak, She Yaakov Ukulo Tov Esav Ukulo Ra. Yitzchak didn't go to Shem and Aver and hear the answer. Yitzchak saw Yaakov, he saw Esav, he saw Yaakov as a Tzadik Gomor, he saw Esav as a Rasha. Hey Nemesha Rivka Shalakach, it's Beit Midrash Hashem Ve'Aver, Hashem gave her an answer, but Rivka didn't tell Yitzchak. We have no communication. Separate problem between Yitzchak and Rivka. But Yitzchak thinks that Yaakov is Kulo Tova, doesn't have Bechira, Imkin, Lo Magia, Lo Shum Schar, Elita Yoshev, Kaliyam, Bebeis Vedra, Shoshashem, Ve'ever. He doesn't have Bechira, Chavshis, he was Kulo Tova in utero. Esav, my Esav. He's got a tough, he's got a, t- oh, he does some mitzvos. He works harder for his mitzvos than my Yaakovah. My Yaakov. He was born that way. My Esav, he goes, keep it up, aim. He asked me some kashes. He's got a lot to work on, that's true. But maybe Yitzchak thought that his gvura on overcoming, because Yaakov doesn't have to overcome anything, Yitzchak thought. And that's why he wanted to give the brachas to Esav. But Rivka Imenu obviously knew otherwise. Rivka, line 43. She knew that they were both mushpa and mashpia. He knew, she knew that Yaakov also had bechira chavshes and had a taiva and was able to overcome. So what did she do? She knew Yado Chazes Ba'akev Esav. Yatzel Yaakov. Sheyase Maisa Mir Molakachez Azabrachos. So take this. Take the brachas. Get this. Ayadesh Achaz Ba'akev Esav. Akibo Yunikam Imenu. Yachol Aramos Lakawas Abrachos. Yaakov was Tidamus Yaakov. How was he able to act like an Esav? Because he had a little bit of Esav. And here it was working for his benefit. And he put on Esav's clothes. Because he wanted to be in that state. And maybe through this, when Yitzchak finally recognized the other kasha, why did Yitzchak say, oh, I made a mistake? As Yitzchak felt Yaakov, and later it sunk in, he realized his mistake. He realized that Yaakov has a little bit of Esav, not only on him, but in him. And he's deserving of the brachos. And then, when Yaakov says, Anochi Esav b'chorecha, last line, Halomasha'en charotzel atesli esav brachos. The reason you don't want to give me the brachos? Hurak b'glasha atachoshev. Sha'ani kulotov lomagielo schar. Turning over, you don't think I don't have the, the bechira? No, Ani, I got a little Esav in me too. Ani in me is Esav b'chorecha. He was also mushpa. We both have it. And that's why he says, says the Eila Hadvarim, says the Pinchas Friedman, this all explains all the questions that we asked. How he could say it, how he was Merameh, why Yitzchak thought that way. But it all comes from the fact that they were Mushpa and Mashpia on each other originally. Okay. Let's get back to the Rishonim for a moment. A basic Ramban which we haven't mentioned, but it's uh, it should be more famous. We'll try to make it famous right now. The Ramban, just a basic idea that we have to think about every time we say Shemona Esrei. It's that basic. So we have to talk a little bit about the one thing uh, that Yitzchak does, and that is the wells. The wells, there was a famine. Yitzchak thinks of going down to Mitzrayim. Hashem says, no, you have to stay here in Eretz Plishtim which, by the way, shows clearly that Eretz Plishtim is part of Eretz Yisrael, because that's where Yitzchak went, and that's what Hashem said, you cannot go down, you have to stay here, you are an Ola Tamima. Says Hashem, Pasik Gimel. Pasik Gimel does not sound like such an exciting Pasik, the Ramban makes it exciting. 
So Yitzchak wants to go down. Hashem appears to him and says, Go down to the land that I'm going to tell, uh, talk to you about. Stay here. I'm sorry. Stay here uh, in this land that I told you. I will be with you and I will bless you. All these lands I will give to you and your progeny. A few weeks ago we mentioned, parenthetically, every time, the first time Hashem spoke to Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Yoshua, he mentions Eretz Yisrael. So here's Yitzchak. First thing Hashem says to Yitzchak directly, not through Avraham, to do the Akedah, is right here, Eretz Yisrael. And then he says, V'hakimosi es ha-shvua asher nishbati l'Avraham avicha. Says Hashem to Yitzchak, I will fulfill the oath that I swore to Avraham Avinu. Asks the Ramban, do we really need Hashem to promise that he's going to fulfill his promise do we have any thoughts about that? Do we have any second second guesses? Hashem has to say to Yitzchak, Yitzchak, now believe me, I'm going to fulfill my shua. Well, Yitzchak didn't, didn't trust him? Chas v'shalom? Says the Ramban, no, there's something much deeper going on in this Pasuk. Source 12. Hashem doesn't have to promise and swear that the swearing he did to Avram would come true. Kilolo adam hu God doesn't change his mind. Hashem says something is going to happen. There's no other child of Avram connected to God. And there was no condition put on the Shavuah. Says the Ramban, this Pasuk is not telling me that Hashem said, I'm going to fulfill the Shavuah that I told Avram. You know what this Pasuk is? This is a second Shavuah. Kaddish Baruch Hu swore to Avram. Kaddish Baruch Hu swears to Yitzchak. Says the Ramban, this is the oath. Throughout the Torah, and again and again, what does it say? Throughout Tvarim and the land that I promised to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. There is no other Pasuk regarding Yitzchak. You don't have so far to look. Yitzchak's only last week and this week. That's it. There's no other Pasuk where Hashem swears to Yitzchak. How do we know Hashem swore to Yitzchak? Says the Ramban, this is the Pasuk. Vahakimosi Yitzchak is redoing, but it's an independent Shvua. Viratza, and here's the key line. Viratza Hakadish Baruchu Lehishavala Kol Echad Min Haavos Lahodia Hashem made a shvua to each av. Wasn't just to Avram, and then it was just passed down. Each av got an oath from God to tell us Sheraui Kalecha Lichrosi Mobris. Each one is already Raui to have a covenant with them alone. Each one, like it says in Bechukosai, Every time we start talking to Akadosh Baruch Hu and we say Eloke Avraham, Eloke Yitzchak, Eloke Yaakov, we are saying that Hashem had a unique, independent connection to each of the Avos, to each one, specifically in this context regarding Eretz Yisrael. But it's generalized that the specific, we have three Avos. It's a package, but each one is also independent. This Pasuk is the Shvua, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu connects to Yitzchak. Okay. Let's move on now to the, towards the Perch of Zion now. Pasuk Dalet. Beginning of the story. This is just a fascinating Ha'ara. Maybe it's well known. We haven't mentioned it before, I don't think. There are two people. It's a more good backpack at one-liner. Right, there are two people in the Parsha that think about death. But they have opposite reactions. The beginning of the Parsha, we read, Esav thought about death. What did Esav say about death? I'm going to die anyway. What do I need this for? Yitzchak thinks about death. I better take care of what I need to take care of because I'm going to die soon. 
says the Shem and Atov. Opposite reactions. It's the Pasek, right? The, by the Brachas. What does Yitzchak say? He tells Esav, Go, Dafke Esav, who didn't care about it earlier in the parsha. Please make me some good food. Before I die, says the Shemanatov in the third Chelek, source 13. Bepashtus Akasov, Yitzchak realized. Right, he's close to his mother's age. We have two opposite gishot, two opposite approaches to what happens when we think about death. Esav says, what's the point of life? We're all going to die anyway. What do I need this for? I'll sell the Bechorah for a bowl of lentil soup. That's Esav. Nothing's worth it. I'm not planning on anything. Just throw it all away. Right, let's have fun today, for tomorrow we die. Whatever the saying is. Yitzchak Avinu, no, no, no. I only have a certain number of years left. I better take care of what I could take care of now because every moment of life is a present from Hashem. And I have to fill it with as much as I could do. Yitzchak melamedes banav, dahamargish dahamavis holechem itkarev, sarach lasos peulos miyad. We have to do what we can to make sure our children are following us to give over the proper messages. Two opposites. Gishot, mentalities, what we think about. The Gemara says, For Esav it didn't work. So he just said, okay, forget it. But for Yitzchak it was, And Rav Sternbach says, we shouldn't think, source 14, that, oh, Baruch Hashem, we're all like Yitzchak. We are all like Yitzchak. We're, we have no little Esav in us. We already saw. We have a little bit of Esav in us. Often, says of Sternbach, we're ready to give away Olam Haba for a bowl of lentil soup. Not literally, but for a present pleasure. We don't focus on the future in our own way. If we think about it, he says on line four, each one of us, we sell our bachar. What does that mean? We sell our, we sell our spiritual fulfillment. For what? For a little bit of olamazeh. You know what? It's just, it's such a juicy piece of Lashon Hara. It's so, it's so good. I'm going to get such a laugh. People are going to, are going to think that I'm, we're, we're selling our olam haba for a little bit of lentil soup, for a present hanah. So, we're not fully Yitzchak. Halavai, we should be fully Yitzchak. But we're not fully Yitzchak. And when e- Yitzchak, when Esav realized it, Kasher Esav, Shachar Zohakak, Zohakak, Dolov, Ischarid al-Mechira, Esav screams at the end. We, Rechman al-Islam, we don't want to have to scream. We want to be able to achieve and earn all the Olam Haba. We don't want to have the time. We don't want it to be Shabbos already and say, I didn't prepare enough an Arab Shabbos. Says the Tamadas, we have to make sure we are fully in line with Yitzchak and not with Esau. Okay, two more thoughts for the evening. Two more thoughts for the evening. Let's go now towards the middle section. Rivka is getting her son ready for the encounter. And she dresses him up, she puts on the clothes, she gives him the food. Yaakov goes, Yitzchak feels him, and he says the famous six words, He didn't recognize it, he thought he was Esav, a couple years ago we spoke about the Beis HaLevi, Come close to me. Bring me the food. And what does he give him? He brought him the food and then he brought him the wine and he drank. That's the Pasuk. We read this Pasuk, we're not so bothered by much. It's a Pasuk. He gave him the food, he gave him the wine. If you look in source number 15, the Binyan Shlomo, one of the greats, Rabbi Shlomo Mivilna, from the 1800s, he had a brother of B'tzalel Mivilna, two of the 
most amazing tandem brothers. So in the Hakdama of the Binyan Shlomo, Tshuva Sefer, in the Hakdama, he talks about his family. And he talks about all the great gedolim that used to come visit his house. Rav Chaim Balazhin used to pass through, and this rabbi and that rabbi. Very interesting historical piece. But then he tells a story about his brother. Tells a story about his brother. Line 8, line 9. Vishamati mi pimar avazal. My father told me. When he learned with my brother, Rabbi Tzalel, Rabbi Shlomo Mivilna was the author of this sefer. When he learned with my brother, Rabbi Tzalel, Chumish and Pirish Rashi, he was learning Chumish and Rashi with him when he was four or five years old. Umar Achi Haya Aznar Ben Dalad Ohe Shanim, Ukshi Gila Parshas Toldos. They came to this Pasik. Parshas Toldos. Sometimes children also have a certain insight that you don't catch things. You can read a Pasik a thousand times. Vayagish Lola Yochavayava Yolo Yayin, Vayesh. Sho Alamar Abazal, he asked my father, Where did Yaakov get wine from? Look what Rivka gave him. Rivka only gave him meat, not wine. He was underage. No, maybe not. But, but meat. Great kasha, my father sold his son. Didn't have an answer. Didn't have an answer. Was stumped by his five-year-old son. Until the next day. But then he got a targum, he got a mikros kadolas with all the befarshim. And he looked in the targum yonasem and uziel. That's in source 16. What does it say there in the targum yonasem and uziel? Vamar kravli. Veichom itzeda debris. Right, bring close the 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 side of my son, but begin tverachanavshi the karev leva achal. Yaakov brought him the meat and he ate. Velo have chamra gabe. There was no wine there. The isdamin le malacha. An angel came. The icey min chamra brought some wine. The itstina be invoye min yome sheru alma from these special type of grapes. The Yahweh be Yaakov. An angel gave it to Yaakov. The Yaakov Antilavue. And Yaakov then gave it to his father. So an angel brought it. So my father goes back to my brother, back to source 15, and says, I found it. I found the answer. Found the answer. Baruch Hashem. I wouldn't have looked for it unless you said it. Baruch Hashem, line 15. The Heramar Abazalamar Achi, the very Targum Allah's Kidelahashivalshilaso. He showed him the Targum. That's not the end of the story. My five-year-old brother then says, it's Marumaz in the Pasuk. I see in the Pasuk where the Tagam Yonasev and Uziel gets it. Because if you look on the trap, on the Ta'amim, on the Pasuk, there is a very unusual trap on the Pasuk. If you look here, in Perek, Chavzayin, Pasuk, Chavhei, what does the Pasuk say? He says, if you look, let's read it from the from the Binyan Shlomo, This is in certain Chumashim, there's a double Mercha. Mercha Kfula is an unusual trap. Different uh, tunes used. What does that mean? Kfula. There's a double bringing. There's a bringing of the Malach to Yaakov. There's a bringing of Yaakov to Yitzchak. To come out, the Omrim Chateva Shnei Pa'amim. Machmas Tetzrichem Laharech Beneginah Satam. You have to be Marech in the Negina because that's uh, meant to be something double. But he says that's that's what's uh, that's where it's doubled and that's where uh, the hint that the five-year-old came up with to be able to, after he got the question answered, he received that as an addition to the to his uh, to his answer. Okay, so it's in, not in every. Thank you for bringing me that other uh, chumish. It's not in every uh, chumish, but in vayave low under the low, there is a merchak fula and that's the chumish obviously they were using, and that's what a five-year-old Baruch Hashem is able to tell us. One final thought for the evening. One final thought at the end of the parsha, Parach of Zion Pasuk Mem Vav. Let's end off with a Shalom Bayis thought. Says the Torah, 
that Rivka Imenu turns to her husband and says, Katsti it's enough, I can't, you have to let our son Yaakov go and find a wife elsewhere. And Yaakov is sent away. Asks the Tuvcha Yabiu, asks Rav Zilberstein on this, on this Pasuk. Question. Rivka here made up a story. Kasi b'chaye, I don't want b'nei ches. Why didn't she just say, I know Esav wants to kill Yaakov? Why didn't she just say it b'ferish? Esav wants to kill Yaakov, you got to get Yaakov out of here. Says the Tufcha Yabiu. How did Rivka know that? How did Rivka know that? Mestama Ruch HaKodesh. Ruch HaKodesh, she knew in the mind of, of Esav. She was going to go to her husband and tell him something that he didn't know himself, what would that be saying, basically? I have a higher Ruch HaKodesh than you. Which might have been true. Sarah had higher than Abraham. But how do you think that would have made Yitzchak feel? On his level, we have to obviously get messages. Rivka made up a different story. The, the, the sensitivity that is taught here, this might make my spouse feel a little bad. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to make up a story. That's not how you talk to a husband or a husband to a wife a husband to a wife. Right? Generalized. So we ended off with the sensitivity that spouses have to have. Even though I'm telling, she's telling him, our our son is trying to kill the other son. That's pretty serious. No, I can't because that might reflect my level of ruach hakodesh, and therefore I'm going to make up a story. This is another example of that. Says Rav Zoberstein. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem will continue next time with Parshas Vayetzei.